uh, Marcy Winograd, it's great speaking with you. Terrific to speak with you, Robert. Thank you for the interview. So you're involved with uh, a petition on behalf of Code Pink uh, for UCSB and the UC Board of Regents to disinvest in military research contract. The petition has wide support from a range of organizations, and it's a call for UCSB students, UC alumni, and uh, but, but not just students, also uh, District 24 stakeholders and California taxpayers to request that the University of California and Santa Barbara sever its ties to the military industrial complex. Can you give our audience some background about the, about the petition? Sure. Several months ago, I wrote to the public records office at UCSB, the county, the campus council's office, asking if they would uh, kindly turn over their contracts, that the, the ones they had signed from 2016 to the present that were related to military research. Well, here we are several months later, and I have not received one contract to review yet. However, the campus council office did say in their correspondence that there are nearly 400 such contracts that have been signed with the university since 2016. So uh, that was alarming to me. I didn't realize the depth of the university's involvement in military-related research, and, and frankly, it's quite disturbing. Can you tell us about the background on the UC system's deal with military research uh, contracts for the weapons in industry, uh, the direct implications of these contracts for wars overseas and harm to the environment, and then are these contracts uh, with the Department of Defense, besides military contractors such as Raytheon? And can you comment on specific research programs? Sure. The university has a budget of nearly a billion dollars, or they did the last uh, year or two. And of that billion, about 200 million is dedicated to research. Of the 200 million, we know that 40 million comes from the Department of Defense. This is posted online. There's another 20 million that's under the category of other. Uh, so we don't know exactly how that is allotted. Uh, oftentimes, these contracts are hidden in different budgets. However, we do know just from cursory research online that some of this military-related research involves a contract with the Army to sponsor the Institute for Collaborative Biotechnologies. If you visit that website, uh, you'll say, oh my gosh, what are they talking about? Because it's a, it's a lot of gobbledygook, scientific gobbledygook. Uh, and one wonders if it is intentional uh, to cover up or hide what they are doing over there. But if you extract some of the verbiage, the language, and then you, you look at the military applications of this, you'll find that they are uh, presumably working on creating super soldiers who could survive on fewer calories, with enhanced vision and hearing for the battlefield of the future, that they're working on technology for radar absorbent missiles so that the quote enemy would not be able to detect when uh, bombs were about to fly. Uh, you might see research on bipedal walking gates and, and ask what, what's that? Bipedal walking gates for rough terrain are robotic soldiers. Uh, so, it's a range of military research that applies to both soldiers as well as weapon systems. We know that the College of Engineering is just crawling with arms merchants. Uh, Raytheon 
even boldly advertises, and it's on the UCSB uh, website, that they develop technology for Raytheon vision systems at a fraction of the cost at UCSB. It's as though they are touting the cheap labor of these professors and researchers to advance the war industry. Raytheon is responsible for selling weapons to Saudi Arabia for its genocide in Yemen. Over 230,000 deaths in Yemen as a result of this war with Saudi Arabia and the UAE. And uh, it's, it's not a proud record. And uh, if I were running that university, I would not want Raytheon promoting itself on our public web portal. Uh, they also, if you research, you'll find that um, Northrop Grumman boasts that, that UCSB is one of the top, their top tier research schools. Uh, I don't know exactly what they're researching, but it is troubling to read that. So these contracts relate both to the US military, the Department of Defense, as well as to private military contractors. But like I said, I haven't received one contract to review. So I'm only going with what is publicly available on, on the internet. Are there also implications of contributing to harm uh, to the climate? Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, the Pentagon is the world's single largest institutional emitter of greenhouse gases, consumer of oil. And so on the one hand, we have a terrific program at UCSB to tackle uh, climate mitigation, you know. Uh, on the other, we have the College of Engineering, and I mean, there are various science programs involved in the military research that is aiding and abetting the uh, extinction of our planet by developing new weapon systems. It, it, it's a very heavy climate cost to send troops halfway across the world, to fly fighter jets. Uh, to build bases and to maintain those bases. We have about 750 overseas bases. So uh, in planning for future wars, which the College of Engineering is involved in, in many ways, these scientists are planning for our own extinction. Are there concerns uh, that that the university is dependent upon funding from these de uh, Department of Defense contracts? And could the university lose funding if the petition were to succeed? That's a great question. And, and it's a question that I had asked specifically of the de research department at UCSB. No response, no response from the research department, no response from Chancellor Yang's office. I've sent him the petition, I sent the research office the petition, I sent some of the professors involved with the Institute for Collaborative Biotechnologies the petition to receive their response. It's radio silence on their end. Okay, oh yeah, so let's say uh, $40 million from the Department of Defense out of a budget of nearly a billion dollars. So they don't do the research. So they don't, what would happen if the, our best and brightest scientists at the University of California, Santa Barbara, which is a Nobel Prize winning university as we know, what would happen if they said, you know what, we're just not gonna do this kind of research anymore. Uh, so they would lose the 40 million to do the research. They might use, lose 20 million more from uh, the private military contractors. So, uh, so what? So they, don't, so they don't do it. They don't get the money, they don't do that. Perhaps they, they might pursue more funding from the National Science Foundation or from other 
federal agencies or a number of federal agencies that they could be more aggressive about pursuing research for. I've also taken this issue to Congressman Salud Carbajal, who represents Santa Barbara and UCSB, because he released a press release a while back boasting of his ability to obtain military-related research contracts for UCSB. And when I complained to his office, I was told, well, he is only doing the bidding of UCSB. He's only doing this because UCSB has asked him to obtain these contracts. So I've made it very clear to him and to his office that uh, there are constituents who would prefer he not follow through on these requests. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Congressman Saluda Carbajal receiving donations uh, from, from military contractors. Then you also, as a delegate for Bernie Sanders, you suggested changes to the Democratic Party platform on foreign policy. Was that successful and how much influence do these military contractors have? Obviously both parties, but specifically democratic politicians. Well, unfortunately, Robert, the military contractors have tremendous influence. Look who's the secretary of defense, Lloyd Austin, General Lloyd Austin. He previously sat on the board of Raytheon, the weapons country, the one of the biggest military contractors in the United States. Uh, Carbajal has taken many thousands from these military contractors, Raytheon being one of them, they're located right here in uh, what they call, I believe, Infrared Valley in Goleta. Uh, and I, you know, it's hard to imagine that receiving this, these kind of funds wouldn't influence the direction of your political uh, career. Uh, I, I have asked Carbajal's office, I've asked Congressman Carbajal not to take this money, and we'll see what happens in the future. I know that, you know, he's taken over well over $40,000 from these military contractors. The uh, work that I did on the platform, you know, in, in part was on the foreign policy front. And we asked that uh, the United States with, that he support the withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan, which he did. Uh, we asked that he support a treaty to demilitarize space. We're waiting for that one. <laughs> uh, we asked that he cut the Pentagon budget. I, I imagine the the Biden White House would tell you, well, we presented a budget that was in essence a cut because it was uh, similar. It, it didn't take into account uh, inflation. However, Congress right away up that another $24 billion. So we have a lot of work to do in terms of cutting back on um, you know, Pentagon funding and saving our planet, but no one said it was going to be easy. I also wanna mention that one of the other uh, vehicles for UCSB's military-related research is the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, or DARPA. Uh, the university contracts with DARPA, uh, which develops state-of-the-art microelectronics for missiles. And if you look at DARPA's goals, you'll see that one of them is to incorporate artificial intelligence into air combat using autonomous fighter jets controlled by algorithms, not even humans. So this is a frightening Orwellian uh, venture that we're looking at. And I would ask that students, be they undergraduate or graduate students in the College of Engineering and any of the sciences that are involved in developing these wep new weapon systems and super soldiers, that they, they basically go on strike. That they say, we're not going to do this kind of research anymore. Or once they're done with their, their assignment, they are done. You know, there are pledges, Code Pink has a pledge, other organizations have pledges for STEM students to sign saying that once they leave the university, they are not going to work in the war industry for war planning. And why wait to sign 
you know, until you're graduating, you can sign it right now. You can pledge to yourself right now. I'm not going to do this kind of research because I don't want to be part of the problem. You know, there's a danger in this military research because not only is it, not only are you investing your brilliance in human extinction, but you are also wasting opportunities to save the climate, to save the planet. There's an opportunity cost involved here. You could be doing other research. And graduate students and stu all students deserve opportunities, plentiful opportunities to contribute to life-affirming projects. No one should have to be in a straitjacketed or, or trapped in this maze of working for weapons companies and the Department of Defense. It's not fair to our students to give them limited choices. Is there any more information that you would like to add about the petition drive, the amount of signatures collected and where audience can find the petition? Sure. So we've collected 578 signatures so far. I'd say um, a good dozen are from the sociology department at UCSB. We have the petition online at codepink.org backslash UCSB, codepink.org backslash UCSB. And I invite people to sign the petition. We'll continue to circulate it. And once you know the university is back up and running, people are on campus, uh, a number of us will be personally delivering this petition, not only to Chancellor Yang's office, but to a number of the other administrators involved in overseeing military-related research.